So we pick up now in verse 7 in our study in the book of Jude, and it continues with the thought uh, that uh, we had in verse 6. So actually, I'll just go back and start there and read that again. The angels, uh, both the angels having not kept their own uh, dwelling, their own dwelling place, their own domain. God placed them somewhere, and the angels rebelled. And we learn in Isaiah that uh, their leader said that we're going to, or he said he was going to be like the Most High. So they intended to go outside of their domain and be higher than what they were. But having left their own dwelling, their own domain and their own uh, dwelling or their own habitation, the place where God placed them, the place where they were uh, supposed to be, where they were supposed to exist, and from which they were to minister to the Lord in the way that he created them to minister. And they are under the judgment of the great day in eternal chains. He keeps them under darkness, or he keeps them in eternal chains under darkness. Talked about that last time and how we see in a parallel uh, verse in Second Peter that this refers to a, a compartment of hell. And the word is only used in Second Peter, taught us the word is a baser part of hell. It's like death row for fallen angels whom God has assigned or consigned to be there. He keeps them. He guards them uh, to Tarakan. Uh, he, it's, a, it's a word, it's a military kind of word. He guards them there. He keeps them there. That They can't leave there. Even though they're powerful, these fallen angels cannot leave this special compartment of hell where God has consigned them. Now, there's a comma there. So going into verse 7, we're keeping the same thought, and the same thought has to do with uh, the three judgments that he mentions, that Jude mentions here. Um, and those judgments are relative to how God has condemned and will judge those those apostates who have uh, snuck into the church and and are denying the authority of God and so forth. We'll review that but later on, but right now, let's just look at verse 7, which ties us to verse 6. Okay. Just as Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities around them, and that, that story's in Genesis 14, in like manner with them, having indulged in, um, as a hard word, uh, severe sexual immorality. Uh, ek, I see it's uh, ek pronusisei. Matter of fact, the word for pornography is is in a root there. The the pornel, the, the the root is in there. Uh, so this word having this big long compound word references those who were in the, those cities on the place Sodom and Gomorrah and the other ones having indulged in uh, gross sexual immorality. It's it's a it's a hard word, and having gone. After strange flesh, having gone, uh, heteros, having gone after other flesh, uh, another flesh, not the kind of flesh they were supposed to go after, but they were going after another flesh, this, this uh, severe, awful sexual immorality, 
permeated these cities on the plains. That's what he's saying here. And they fell under severe judgment from God. We know that story that comes from the book of Genesis. Other flesh or strange flesh, flesh, flesh that is not supposed to be the flesh they are to go after. Like a husband would pursue his wife or vice versa. Are set forth as an example. Undergoing. Undergoing the penalty of eternal fire. So these very wicked people of Sodom, Gomorrah, and the other cities on the plains were consumed with a horrible sexual immorality. Now, we know from reading the book of Genesis, undeniably so, uh, that the horrible sexual immorality was the, was the uh, was the sin of homosexuality. Um, and they're under a terrible judgment. Now, I want you to think about this. Here are some apostates. We go back up here where he has talked about those who came in stealthily. They came in quietly. They came in through the side door, and they just sort of joined themselves to the church somehow. And uh, maybe because people were too nice or whatever, uh, these he, he calls them in verse four certain men, uh, and they're they have long ago been designated for condemnation, for a condemnation, and they uh, denied the great they denied the authority of God by denying the only Master and and our Lord Jesus Christ, and they sought to. Uh, they sought to change the grace of God into sensuality. Now think about that, okay? I think later in history, they're probably the ones who are called the libertines. Where you know, there's a there's a passage that says where grace abounds, uh, where sin abounds, grace much more abounds. Um, and there was this twisted teaching by apostates who were who were invested in their lives. They were invested in immorality, in all kind of loose immorality. There was no limit to what they would do uh, with regard to sexual behavior. They didn't confine their sexual behavior to the, to the marriage bed like the Lord's Word says. It went outside that, went beyond that. It included adultery. It included homosexuality, fornication, uh, bestiality, and other things. And those are described in, in the books of Moses as Canaanite sins. Now, those, uh, those libertines were saying, hey, the grace of God covers everything. So let's just be as sensual as we want to. And we know that grace covers it. The free grace of God will cover it. We're all right. Well, of course, that's a twisted um, and terrible and false doctrine. It's erroneous on so many points and levels. Uh, but this is what these guys were doing that snuck in the side door. Uh, so they denied the authority of the Lord Jesus Christ, and they were seeking to change the grace of our God into sensuality. Now, he compares that sin, uh, number one, uh, to the sin of those who were in Egypt, the unbelievers, and he destroyed them. Number two, 
In verse 6, he compares that to the sin of the angels who didn't stay where they were uh, put by God in their creation. You know, all right, take for example, there's an angel of the sun. Uh, and in the Revelation, he has the power to tune up the power of the sun or to diminish the power of the sun. There are, there are angels who attend to the temple in heaven. There are, uh, there are the angels with the trumpets. The angels are given various jobs. They were created for specific tasks. There are the cherubim uh, who bear up the Merkabah, the chariot throne of the Son of God. They're very powerful. As a matter of fact, uh, Satan was one of their number. He was their chief until sin was found in him. So they're very, very powerful. And they're given specific ministries and tasks, and they have great power, no doubt about it. They have great power. And these particular angels in the rebellion left the place where God put them. So that's the second judgment that's seen here. So the judgment, number one, that fits the unbelievers of Egypt is the judgment that fits these people who come into the church as apostates and teach false doctrine. The second judgment that fits them is the judgment that God has placed on the angels who did not minister in the way they were supposed to, did not stay in the domain and habitation where God had put them so that they could minister from there. And God has judged them and put them in this awful, awful under compartment of hell itself in chains in eternal chains of darkness or chains of eternal darkness. And then thirdly here, the inhabitants of Sodom, Gomorrah, and the cities on the plains with their horrible fornication. So the judgment that fits those three categories is the same as the judgment that fits the horror and the awfulness of the false doctrine and the terrible teaching and the erroneous way that these apostates, these, these bad guys who have come into the church, are introducing to the church. So it says that uh, with regard to those in Sodom and Gomorrah, I think I covered this, but they set forth as an example undergoing the penalty of eternal fire. Now, I'm going to start with verse 8, but I'm not going to get all the way through. I'm just going to take the first, uh, uh, well, I'll take the first five Greek words. That'll translate like this. It'll be, uh, so in the same way, or, or likewise. Uh, likewise, yet also, these dreaming ones, or these dreamers, um, Going to start there. So he's tying the judgment and the horror of the error of these unbelievers in Egypt and the fallen angels and and the inhabitants of Sodom and Gomorrah. He's tying all that together uh, to these people who are coming in here in verse eight. He ties it to this verse and what follows. So likewise, or in the same way, yet also these dreamers or these dreaming ones. These dreamers uh, indeed defile. Let me just go ahead. Indeed defile the flesh, then set aside authority and blaspheme glories or glorious ones. So 
they think they have the power, for example, like to, apparently to rebuke angels, and that's covered in verse 9. But I'm going to stop right there. Get a little deeper next time in verse 8. Flow it into verse 9. Tie it back into the previous verses we just studied. All right, so let's uh, stop there. Thank you for being with us in this Bible study.